0: Hi, everybody. Michelle Bouchard here with the Tribal Hub team. Welcome to the Tribal Hub podcast. I am here today at TribalNet and day two. I am talking with Mike Miller, who was a speaker at our session yesterday. Um, The session's title was "A Leader's Guide to Creating a Strong Security Culture." Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. So um, before we get into this, why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in IT since the late 90s. I uh, started in desktop support and just kind of worked up through the ranks. And uh, so now I'm a V-CISO for a company in Pennsylvania called Appalachian Technologies. Okay. So I've worked in offense, defense, compliance, and uh I'm one of those people that that I I like to say I'm an expert at nothing, but I know a little bit about a lot of things. So I guess that's been my, my
0: secret <laughs> Your secret juice. Yes. <laughs> All right. And you also recently published a book.
1: I did. Yeah. yeah. It was about eight or nine months ago. I published a book called Breaking Cyber.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How's that going? Was it a, a cool journey? It's really to... good. Yeah. yeah. So it
1: was a brain dump of, you uh-huh. know, my, my career. And it's really driven to to do two things, right? Now uh, The first is to lead people down the right path of, of gaining the education, the knowledge and wisdom they need to pursue the field they want. But then also the second part of it is is based on, okay, now we've got the skills, but, you know, whether we realize we are or not, we're all salespeople. So mm-hmm. the second part of the book teaches people how to market themselves and how to be discovered by recruiters and
0: things like mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's really important. That's cool. Um, and also we'll, we'll link to your book in the our show notes. Thank so you. if you're listening, you can check the show notes to see how you can get that. All right, so let's talk, talk a little bit about um, what you discussed yesterday with our uh, audience um, during your session. What does an effective and robust security posture even mean? You know, in today's landscape with all the cybersecurity things, you know, and why is it so important for organizations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So every organization has something different than they, that they need to protect. And an effective security posture, in my opinion, is involvement from everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in my, one of my stories yesterday as I was speaking, I talked about how years ago I was able to infiltrate a building with five dozen donuts, and I, I walked in the building, and you know they let me right in the door and and kind of let me go because who's going to stop the guy with with five dozen donuts? Yeah, that he's not in. me,
0: probably. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and during that time, one of the uh, physical security people came over and had a donut, and so you oh know it gosh. makes you it makes you realize that it's not just your IT team and your security team that has to be robust; it has to be. Buy-in from everybody within the organization.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, how does leadership play a role in this? And that's one thing we talk about, and you know, especially at the conference, it's not like you said, it's not just your CIOs, it's right. your marketing managers, it's your GM. Everybody has to play a role in shaping that. Yes. In the, in your yes. organization.
1: Yeah, in in relation to cybersecurity, everybody at a company has a role and has, you know, in my opinion, the obligation to try to protect the company assets, right? Because that, mm-hmm. that's what feeds us. And, you know, I, I, I talk about different departments and, and I'll use the marketing department because that, that comes up a lot, you know, in mm-hmm. a lot of engagements that I work on. And Many times I'll go into an engagement in the marketing department had you know had a hand in bringing new software in that they could use to build their brand. And that software was implemented across the organization, mm-hmm. connecting to different endpoints and different servers and things like that, and it's gathering all kinds of data. So every department in my opinion, needs to work very well with your cybersecurity team and involve them from the beginning. Because mm-hmm. in many many times over my career, the security team is the last to be involved. And, you know, whether it's accounting, bringing in new software, whether it's marketing, what have you, we need to make sure that security is involved from the beginning. And, and it's built around relationships. You know, right. it's, it's mm-hmm. built around being able to have those relationships between the different parties in the organization and the security team so that we can work together you know seamlessly from mm-hmm. beginning to end mm-hmm.
0: so important so my husband is a marketing director um, at a casino and we have this conversation all the time because his brother is a CIO uh, <laughs> and so they
1: gotta be best friends oh yeah. my
0: gosh like some of that, we've had some real heated conversations yeah. about the back and forth and which is you know it's funny and we laugh about it but it's completely true like to have when you're having a meeting of like even a hotel expansion expand the slot floor you need all of those players in there but you have to have you know, a security person, a technology person, somebody in there as well. They play such a big role. And
1: I I talked yesterday about acquisitions. Many times a company works years to secure its organization and build a strong security posture. And then, you know, later on, they they acquire a new company. Mm -hmm. But then they start integrating that company that was acquired with the digital assets of of the the you know original company, and now you now you know we haven't done due diligence on the company that we've acquired and their digital assets. So how is that going to affect uh, our digital your, assets? Yeah. So so even in those initial talks when we're looking at acquisitions and things like that, uh-huh. the the security team gets involved. you, you yeah. think thinking that stuff you just don't think of. Yeah. But in, in the long run, it's you find out the hard
0: way. Very um, important. Yeah. yeah. Have you worked with um, different? organizations tribes who have you've seen separate organizations or separate teams and then at the end saw them come together like what what has been you know a, a factor in making that connection yeah
1: happen? absolutely so i you know in my opinion most of the time you know that that separation needs to definitely occur it needs to, needs to be separate until we can do our due diligence to bring them together and i like to always start at the top in policies mm-hmm. and procedures you know, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we're all that we're all aiming for the same thing. If, if we have a policy, then it should be, then their policy should align. So we don't uh-huh. have different configuration standards on systems and things like that. Uh-huh. Once those align and we can start making sure the due diligence is happening on both sides, then we can slowly start merging them together and, yeah. the, and the teams because many times too you you get to bring the human resources along as well and you have you know you have IT staff that brings a whole new set of knowledge as well so mm-hmm. if you can combine them eventually as as one big digital asset it can definitely help.
0: Oh, absolutely. What is the relationship between a company's culture and its security posture? I mean, it seems like that would be kind of go hand yeah. in hand, and you know, in in how can leadership non it leadership really influence that and promote culture and security awareness within their tribe
1: yeah absolutely it's huge so everyone everyone like i said has a responsibility in protecting your organization just like i said you know with with the fella uh, the security guard who came in and ate donuts while I was yes. in the building and i didn't realize that that's who he was it it's creating a culture that you know if i if, if someone clicks a link accidentally that they're not afraid to get up and go tell someone in there maybe it's the accounting department maybe someone clicked a link and Mm -hmm. you know they're 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 afraid that they're going to get maybe beat up a little bit for doing that it's creating a culture where we we learn we we fail forward right right so we are we're going to fail we're going to do things wrong but we need to learn how to fail forward and the only way we can do that is to have that culture that's accepting Of mistakes, but then then lessons learned. What can we learn from the you know from what's happened so that we make sure that that or something similar doesn't happen again? So it's buy in from every organization, and it comes straight from the top. Right, there has Mm -hmm. to be buy in at the top, and it's just that trickle down effect where everybody is part. Even even a person who held the door for me when when I walked in with my five dozen donuts without a badge or you know without a visitor you know without a uh, a, that should have been like a a visitor sticker, right? buying from everybody within the organization
0: yeah that's so important because i think a lot of times like what we know with that happens somebody clicks on a phishing email and then they realize it and they're like oh god yes they i don't want to i don't want to be the one which and eventually they'll find it'll They'll figure it out. They're gonna figure they're it, gonna figure it they're, out. They're, yeah, they're gonna figure know? it out. It's
1: gonna come back to your IP address. You yes. can map it back to your desktop. You can't you yeah. can't hide. So, you know, it, it's but but don't create an environment where people want to go on their desk when that's you exactly. know when something happens. Create a culture that before they even click the link, they you've you've educated them enough
0: that they say, you know what, something's wrong, something's with, wrong with this. Something's wrong with yeah. this. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So in recent weeks, we've seen this years, I guess, you know, a lot of evolving cyber threats, they're constantly in the news, we see them all over. How can tribal leaders ensure that their security postures remain adaptable? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and you know, because it's always shifting, there's always a disruption, you know, yeah they have to be reactive to, to change and challenges, but how do you, how do they do that? So
1: I think it's a combination of things. I think it's being able to use the resources that are out there. You know, I use, I use several websites that I go to every day to, to learn, you know, um, even Twitter or or X now, now Mm -hmm. that we call it uh, to learn, you know, um, what, what are the emerging threats and things like that. But then it's also knowing that, you know, for many companies, they want to be able to purchase this silver bullet software mm-hmm. or silver bullet, you know, h- uh, hardware uh, solution that they think is going to solve their problems, you know, from that day on moving forward. And many times I tell companies, leverage what you have. You know, before you mm-hmm. spend your budget on this new software that, that you have all this buzz about, do we have three or four other solutions that we've bought that we're only utilizing to maybe 30 or 40 percent? So, in order to kind of protect forward, we mm-hmm. have to make sure that we're leveraging all of the tools that we that we have at our disposal, um, and we also need to make sure that we're being trained and staying up to date properly as well.
0: What about some key elements of a well-rounded cybersecurity strategy that you would share? You know, if if you were went into a tribal organization today and you're like, listen.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So normally when I go into an engagement, I start at the top. I start with policies and procedures. And many times I'll I'll ask a company, you know, can I, 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 we need to start your policies and procedures and they give them to me and they're seven years out of date or they haven't had a review or a, or an update in, in years. Mm -hmm. And then what I'll typically do is start looking at evidence. So, you know, okay. So if you're saying you're doing X, let's, Let's look, show me a screenshot, show me paperwork, documentation that you're actually doing that mm-hmm. within your policy. So I think that one, I think it starts there. <clears throat> and then the other big thing that's a huge miss for many companies is just knowing what you have. Many Most companies that I work with, when I walk in the door and I even ask for an inventory spreadsheet of all their digital assets, many companies you know, maybe only have 70% of their assets uh, in this spreadsheet, you know, hmm. they, they don't know what they have, and you can't protect what you don't know right. you, have. you have. So, yeah. I would say those two things, right, mm-hmm. is uh, you know policies, procedures, making sure that they're followed, having having buy-in from everybody, mm-hmm. and then also making sure that we have track of all of our assets. I mean, those are those are two small things, but then it's just aligning yourself with the framework, whether it's the NIST cybersecurity framework Mm -hmm. or what have you, you need some type of report card, you know, you need kind of graded on how you're doing because, you know, every year we try to, um, Budget budget wisely, and, and make sure that we're using our resources efficiently. But we need to make sure that we aren't um, spending our resources on something that we all we're already doing a good job here, but we're really lacking over here. So we right. need to make sure that that we're putting all of those pieces together.
0: Yeah, and, and making the adjustments when when necessary. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's great how can leaders effectively communicate the importance of everything we've talked about to employees? It's such a big thing. I worked in PR for a while and the communication flow is, is really a struggle within some organizations, especially, you know, you look at a a tribal casino who might have thousands of employees in five different locations, you know, that's tough.
1: I think it comes through education because many employees don't understand why they have to change their password Mm -hmm. often. Many employees don't understand why they have to wear a badge when they're walking around all day. Many Mm -hmm. employees don't understand why they have to um, do their their yearly uh, cybersecurity training. training. So Mm -hmm. I think much of it comes from having them understand what's important to the business and what is at risk in a business. Mm -hmm. And then having buy-in from them and making them realize we're not just making you do this because we're trying to make your job harder. We're trying to protect the organization we're trying to protect our client, our mm-hmm. client that has data within our organization. And mm-hmm. we're trying to protect you and your job and that in that
0: flow of yeah. income
1: that's coming from those those set clients.
0: Right. Exactly. You've seen a lot of change in working in this industry for 25 years. Yes.
1: Yeah. There, you there's know? been a lot. It's, it's changed a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah. Even when I think about, so this, the conference is the 24th year today. So thinking yeah. back. You know, I watched like that opening video today and I was like, oh my gosh, think about would you ever think you'd see some of those headlines 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it just changes so quickly and so fast and to not have kind of a, a pulse on that in your organization. Yeah, is really
1: it's crazy, and that that's why you know in this field you have to have it's a you know security is a lifestyle. It's not just a mm-hmm. job; it's a lifestyle, and you can't really keep up to these things unless you're you know eating, sleeping, and, and breathing it every day. You have yeah. to have a passion for it. You have to have drive, and um, you know in that fashion, it kind of just becomes a hobby. So when you check right. out at five o'clock, now you're reading about it. in you're, the evening.
0: Yeah, you're yeah. still looking at yeah. it.
1: Yeah, learning. Yeah.
0: That's awesome, Mike. Thank you so much for Absolutely. being here. Oh, wait, one last question. Yeah, how has your travel net experience been? It has <laughs> been
1: it has been phenomenal. Um, this is the first I've, I've ever worked with with this group, and everybody, including yourself, has been thank so you. friendly. Um, I, I landed at eight or not, uh, it was like seven or eight o'clock here the other night, and I got here on campus, and I was just welcomed and you know welcomed with hugs and great conversation <laughs> and great food. And it's just been, it's been uh, fantastic. So thank awesome. you. For the yes. We're
0: glad talk. that you're here. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you very much for Absolutely. taking time today and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Take care. Right, thanks. For more information on today's podcast, just click on the show notes. If you have a story to share or topic you'd like to see us cover, reach out to our team on LinkedIn or via email at tribalhub.com. See you soon.